Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, a B-Comp Sustainable Lightweight Natural Fibres Composite Materials Special Edition. Hello, I'm Andrew, and I am delighted to be joined by Per Martinson, who is the CSO of B-Comp, and will help explain the company what they do on this episode. Thank you so much for joining me, Per. Thank you for having me, Andrew. Okay, before we get into what B-Comp is, I wonder if you could tell the listeners a bit about yourself, what you do at B-Comp, and how you came to join them. Yeah, so very shortly, uh, I've been working in the composite industry for, yeah, getting close to uh, 20 years now, which scares me a bit. And the last 18 years, I was working as strategic expert for one of the bigger OEM groups in the automotive industry, uh, focusing really on implementing composites and uh, and uh, how to make cars lighter and more, more fuel efficient and so on. And um Four years ago, I was approached by Bcomp to take on the role as CSO for Bcomp, so focusing on business development, sales and strategies, how, how to go to market with their unique natural fiber solutions, and uh, more or less like how to reduce uh, plastic, reduce material use in the cars, and make them more sustainable. And that was a challenge that was uh, hard to say no to. <laughs> no, excellent. Thank you very much for doing that. And that that sounds fascinating. Twenty years in composites, my word. It's come a long way uh, in that time. Yeah, that's that's despite looking so young, yes. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, it's a shame for our audio only uh, audience that they don't get to see you in, your, in all your glory. Um but I'm not sure that many of the listeners will have heard of B Comp. So I wonder if you could explain a bit about the company, what they do, because the brief investigation I've done into this, there's some really exciting products out there, and that's before anything, any future developments, but what you've got now is really exciting. So if you could tell, uh, help our listeners understand sort of where, what the company is about, what it does, and what it's trying to do. So, so Bcom is a company focusing on high-performance composite, but purely made out of uh, natural fiber uh, composite reinforcements and we these are actually fibers that are very interesting in terms of mechanical properties you just need to develop solutions that are aimed for them and not trying to copy what is made out of carbon fiber or glass and now we are introducing them into uh, everything from sport and leisure recreation marine luxury yachts stepping into motorsport where we are now racing in more more than 18 racing series including formula one and now taking a giant leap into the high volume uh, automotive market with, with both exterior uh, solutions and also thermoplastic interior solutions. And the whole aim of the comp why we're doing this is that we are um, we are challenging the industry to become more more sustainable using more circular materials. One of the major most important points there is to dematerialize. So use as little material as possible in our vehicles and become as material efficient as possible. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, in in the same lines, to use as little plastic in our future cars as possible. So that's B-Comp. And we have some patented IP-based solutions that helps us do this. Mm -hmm. Fascinating. I'm particularly interested hearing you mention about the exterior panels as well. Because when... When us muggles hear about composite panels, we obviously know about carbon fiber and we know about the strength in that. How? What? When you say natural fiber composite, what are you, what are you talking? Is the makeup of that? Is it, is it several layers with some of the layers natural or all the layers natural? How do, how does it work? Obviously, without revealing my piece. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, so this is this is fairly official stuff. I will tell you. No, so so. Using natural fibers in a, in a smart way 
can it be extremely performant? And, and then we are very humble that uh, natural fibers have very good uh, potential when it comes to stiffness design parts, but uh, everything that is stiffness and strength design, carbon fiber, for example, will be much more efficient. However, in a car, and uh, we talk quite uh, like roughly about our, like rain covers when we talk about body panels. Most of the body panels we have in a car is only there for showing the design, keeping rain out of the compartment or from the engines, and provide a very nice dent and flex and so on. And then, of course, in crash situations, not create any sharp debris and uh, and uh, something that can create accidents or, or damage uh, pedestrians and so on. And actually, there we tick all the boxes. So thanks to our patented power solution, we can be as stiff in terms of bending stiffness as uh, carbon fiber and as light when it comes to thin monolithic uh, layers. So mm-hmm. typically in motorsport, we, we can replace, for example, on a GT4 car, we can replace all body panels with our system and the car is still as performant. It is much safer to crash bit uh, with since we don't have any sharp shattering of the material. So we have actually much more plastic deformation in terms of uh, our crash performance. And also thanks to our power solution, which is, uh, I tried to explain it for your listeners. It's like a grid structure they have on the back of the, on the inside, on the B side of the, of the board panel. It creates okay. a bit like a catching net. Mm-hmm. So it actually holds the part together despite being crashed. All oh, right, and so, I, um, just a quick question on the, the um, GT4 body panels, because I know that that's a problem for racing. That when the carbon fiber shatters, obviously it causes um, the sharp edges, which is a hazard for other vehicles. Then on the racetrack, I take it that isn't the same issue then with your panels. That that doesn't happen. Is that right? We can completely take away that the problem. Automatic uh, mechanism with carbon fiber. So when you crash here, you have something that, in most cases, stays even intact. In terms of you have a buckle, you have a, like a really big crash. Mm-hmm. Uh, the parts is not thrown all over the racetrack, and actually the parts are are the edges where you crack up. It's actually you can even touch it with the hands, and it, it doesn't create any punctures and so on. It's it, oh. it's, um, it, it actually. Uh, allows for much tougher racing and it allows for racing to not be interrupted and so on it's a very unique uh, solution that we now also bring into uh, high volume and, and road cars so to say i was going to say the marshals would love it that they don't have to sweep up as much uh, so no, but, but that's clear that's clearly a problem yeah that's clearly a problem and uh, typically the, the the parts afterwards can be both recycled or incinerated and you recuperate all the energy very like sustainable and circular in the sense that instead of just putting them on a landfill outside uh, somewhere. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so when you say natural fibers, what are we what are we talking here? What's what are the natural fibers? Where are they from? So natural fibers is not something new for composites. It's been used for just like nobody have really not taken the high quality approach as we have done. So we have done quite a lot of work in terms of making it like automotive quality ready, so to say. The natural fibers we use for the moment is flax fibers based on the mechanical performance is the best with those. And also it's the best tracked uh, fiber in terms of, of uh, just sustainability aspects and, and LCA aspects. Uh, so we know exactly where it's grown in, in Europe and Belgium. If Belgium and France are the, I think they supply more or less 80% of the world's flex fibers. Uh, right. And it's actually the same fibers as you produce the linen clothing from. 
Oh, right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We just treat it in a different way, so to say, to make it a performance composite and stuff. Then actually our, our IPs and so covers everything, yeah, all, all natural fiber. So the ambition to, to have a global footprint later on will lead us to having uh, our solutions and our products in of hemp fibers, for example, in the United States and of other fibers in China and Asia and so mm. no, to make it really as sustainable as possible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, so, how how was this discovered? I mean, for for Bcom, was this like a happy accident, or was this a hypothesis that was sort of experimented on, and then that was borne out? I mean, how? Because it to me, being a, a mere mortal, this sounds like witchcraft to get this all together and make it work and understand that it is going to work for starters. Uh, it all started actually 10 years ago now. So where the founders uh, were developing the world's lightest ski course. So, uh, I mean, we are based in Switzerland. Uh, the mountains are close to our heart. Uh, we spend as much time as mo- possible out there. We want as performance materials as possible when we are out there. So they developed uh, the world's lightest ski core. And then they actually used flax fibers as a composite layer between balsa wood layers. Everybody here works with composite models from the start and have education in composite. Start to understand that this material actually have a very, very high potential to become a high performance material if you use it in the right way. And then our CTO developed these patented power ribs that is more or less like a way to mimic the veins on a leaf. So you can think about the leaf that has a very thin monolithic structure, and then you have the veins creating the bending stiffness and the stiffness of the leaf on the back. Mm-hmm. So they developed that and uh, developed a, both a thermal solution for exterior and the thermal plastic solutions for interiors. And said like this, we just have to go to market with and try to revolutionary the, the, the mobility sector. And that mm-hmm. was roughly when they called me also. <laughs> <laughs> because um, I, I would imagine this, obviously, it, it's di- you require different properties for internal and external applications so where on the say for the automotive sector it's being used internally you say where roughly is that is that like dashboards is it door panels what's the sort of thing it's used on so correct typically all flat the larger structures that you today need either very thick injection molded plastic parts um, or they use very thick uh, non-woven natural fibers to compression mold there we can use a very thin layer of non-woven with the powers on the back and you compression mold it and then you cover it with leather or alcantara or tpo or whatever kind of covering material you would like for your interior design mm-hmm. and now actually based on collaborations with uh, with oems like polestar which are very vocal about their sustainability mm. uh, ambitions we have also now developed like an aesthetic surface also oh, um, okay. that you, they have shown on their show car the precept Mm-hmm. So we have developed a unique look for them that is also as sustainable and performant to really boost uh, and take out as much material for, as possible from the car. Well, that that must help them as manufacturers as well because they're not having to do a second application. So you, you're giving this, the structural integrity and the finish in one rather than it having to be structural integrity and a finish of whatever that somebody wants to slap on top of it. But that that must, again, this is something I don't think many of us really appreciate but to make the manufacturing more efficient obviously helps with the carbon footprint as well because we're spending less time less materials etc that's an extremely good point Andrew. i mean they uh, you can imagine 
when you do something that you cover later on with leather, then you have everything from the thin adhesive uh, film that you need to put on to glue it to the, to the substrate. You have uh, quite often uh, some some thin foams to make it this kind of semi-soft touch feeling and everything like that. And instead now we are providing a what they call mono material solution, which is the substrate, the back. Uh, that with all the attachment points and also the aesthetic surface is all the same material so it's a pp and uh, natural fibers but you can actually just mill down and use an injection model or whatever afterwards mm -hmm. so without any secondary steps and so and also in the process as you say there's no secondary step that you need to cover it with the other material that you later on needs to separate to be able to recycle it mm. where are they being, or your panels being used externally in the automotive sector? Whereabouts, sort of on the vehicles themselves, are they typically being used at the, at the present? As I said, we aim for everything that is purely stiffness designed, because that's where we make sense to you. So hoods, uh, fenders, roof, uh, rear wings, uh, front splitter, bumpers, everything like that. So, and then it's depending on which OEM we work with, how extensively they use it. But more or less, they can replace all these parts that are normally carbon fiber, glass fiber. They can replace them with our empty techs and the power ribs. I'm presuming that cost-wise, it's very comparable to the likes of, say, carbon fiber or you know, glass fiber or, or whatever other composite materials they perhaps wished to be using in the same in the same areas. So I would say like this purely material cost, I mean, glass fiber is, is unbeatable. Mm -hmm. And then on the other side of, of the spectrum is carbon fiber. We end up somewhere in between. And then actually all these kind of very labor intensive parts being produced. Of, I mean, they are so heavily labor cost uh, intensive. So in the end, the final part price might not be as, as different. Mm. But there's quite some interesting secondary effects that you can actually... Our material solutions are actually certified, so you can actually throw them in, in the waste or even sell them to energy recuperation stations. All right. Which, why, if you want to post a carbon fiber, for example, or glass fiber, you need to even pay the firms to take care of it for you mm. because you are not allowed to throw it like you want. So there's some, some very interesting mechanism that you could use there. Again, that's all part of the carbon footprint and the impact on the environment lessening those materials even more that you're producing in those panels because they do have a secondary use down the line um if somebody isn't recycling them they're using them for that okay that's that's really interesting that's something i hadn't appreciated for but it's, it's all sort but, of but actually up, the, <laughs> yes correct and and the big impact is really how you take a fiber that is grown out there that is actually capturing co2 during the growth while, for example, producing carbon fiber demands a huge amount of energy to produce a carbon fiber. And then you need the polymer that is based for carbon fiber. So I think uh, on a carbon fiber roof for a body panel, we decrease the CO2 footprint by up to 85%, even if we're using exactly the same epoxy system. Wow, crikey. That's, that's a lot. So you, you mentioned that it's... Yeah, uh, that's, that's a lot used in um, marine areas i know this is a, a about cars but i'm fascinated so where whereabouts is it used in the marine <laughs> this is just personal <laughs> inquiry now where whereabouts is it used in marine applications then is it like the holes is it parts of the ship what what are we talking so so that was something that we initially thought we would never have a good product fit but then a, a collaboration partner build a a complete flax sailboat out of this, uh, the complete hull, and so it looks beautiful actually. Green boat in Germany. So we started investigating 
more and more. So actually, our our fibers now are being uh, starting to be used in small dinghies and so on, which is amazing uh, way to reduce uh, the the waste in all the marine yards and so on. Mm. And then, I mean, the flagship for us is the collaboration with Baltic Yachts. Uh, where uh, they have built uh, a 68-foot 60, cafe racer, I think the name is, which is 50% our materials uh, in combination with carbon fiber. And it's amazing, if, like a beautiful both interior and exterior hull, everything is that is made out of our materials. Is it pleasing, just, this is a slight side note here, but is, this, is it pleasing when you are going around and you see your product in use? sort of out there in the world you go that's mine that is that's that's a bit of my stuff <laughs> no but of course when i bring out my my surfboard made out of our materials i'm, I'm quite a happy guy <laughs> uh, but for some but for several reasons uh, yes. <laughs> no but of course i, I would say as pleasing yes proud even more i say with, mm-hmm. with the whole team and, and the whole company that we we are even if we take baby step we are trying to to change the world uh, in some way to the better so of course it uh, it's a very yeah it's a, it, we're pleased when we see that yes but we don't stop there by by at pleased so we're going to continue to push this well uh, that leads me on to my next question then so what are the ideas for the future then where where do, where do you think this can go where is there no limit sort of thing to this I mean, can we see it in aircraft, yeah. for example? Can we see it? Uh, I, I mean, I see. The problem is, I I'm still blown away by what you do now. So, to I've only got to that stage, so I can't even think onwards of where, where else it could go. No, but without without uh, exposing too much of our plans and what we're doing, I mean, clearly, uh, the next step very clear on on motorsport where we do exterior. The next step is really the road homologated luxury cars and everything like that. Uh, when we're starting to show that this is a performance material and the customers will start pushing this and the OEM will understand that we have to change our way to to do. We have to change our industry. So that is clearly the next step. The slightly higher volumes on exterior. Then we are going into high volume production of interiors. Hopefully, first production starts next year. So, so that we're going to go and, and reach up to more and more OEMs and, and develop this to really reduce as much plastic as possible from, from our future interiors. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the, the ones that you mentioned, aircraft and private jets and everything like that, we will never target primary structures, of course, based on just the performance of the material. But there is interiors in those also, which are very weight sensitive, mm-hmm. uh, where actually the value of it is huge, uh, just calculated in the sum of, of fuel consumption. So of course that's uh, I would lie if I said that wasn't on our short list to try mm. to set that. The idea of it, in just the automotive thinking, just automotive, of making vehicles lighter is is such a key thing. I think for us to move forward, particularly with our move, as most countries are to EVs and electric vehicles, we need to make the technology we've got as efficient as possible. And to help that, we need to make the vehicles as light yet still safe and strong as possible. So I think it's it's vital that uh, OEMs are talking to companies like yourselves to and thinking sort of outside the box, stop thinking, oh, it's got to be steel. It's It's got to be this. We've always done it. We have to stop. We've always done it this way thinking. And we have to. And I, I know companies are doing this. You know, I'm, I'm not suggesting that 
suddenly I've thought this up and no one else has. I know companies are doing this. <laughs> um, but we, we need that accelerating. And I think companies like yourselves will help that and show that it doesn't just have to be carbon fiber. It doesn't just have to be glass fiber. There are, there are new ways of doing things. And I'm fascinated to see how many people get on board with that. And hopefully the likes of yourselves are key to that, um, that they do, they do get you on board, that they do bring you on. When a panel, I'm going to take us back a couple of steps here because it's one thing I forgot to ask you, but when a panel's being made, say for sake of argument that it's the uh, all-in-one dashboard, how long does that process roughly take? One of the main like sh- potential showstoppers were that we were going to be like have a more complex or slower process, and that was something that we just said like we have to mitigate this. We have to. It has to be as quick as possible. Below one minute is the the golden rule, and and we we aimed also to provide a technology that gives lightweight and material reduction without really changing the infrastructure or changing what the tier ones so the part producers for the OEMs have to do in their factories. Mm-hmm. So like like buying new presses or new robotic cells or whatever. And we have succeeded in very well in that. So we changed the tooling slightly, which is very like only like product uh, defined, so to say, so it's owned by the OEMs. That's the only really big change. The rest is standard uh, compression molded production. Uh, cycle times below a minute and even with the, what they call back injection that they actually uh, back inject all the attachment points on the part directly so it comes out a net chip uh, tool so to say a net chip part from from the tool and then it's ready to go ready to be installed if they for example use our aesthetic surface then yeah. you can directly boom put it into the car if you need a any other covering material then you have a secondary step yeah wow that's really quick. I thought it would take much longer than that. <laughs> but yeah, obviously, uh, to keep costs down, you need to be, again, we're talking about efficiencies. You need to create it, build it, and make it and produce it as quickly and at least number of steps as possible, I presume. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for agreeing to come on the Motoring Podcast and explain about what Comp does, what you do. And this fascinating products that you guys produce is just, like I say, I didn't know about this before this was uh, broached as a possible subject. And then when I read into it, I just absolutely had to have you on the show because I think, as I said, the, the, the future, we have to get more efficient in what we do. And part of that you know, on our vehicles have to be more efficient. And part of that has to be the materials we use. And I just think this is such a fascinating idea to go down natural fibers route. I just think it's brilliant. So thank you so much for coming on the show. It was really my pleasure, Andrew. And thanks a lot. It was a nice talk. Thanks once again to Per Martinson for coming on the show. And that just leaves me to wrap up and say, if you'd like to get in touch between now and next time, you can hit us up on Twitter via the Motoring Podcast account. We're there also on Instagram and we happen to be on the Book of Face too. Or if you would prefer, you can get in touch with us directly via our contact page on the website. That is motionpodcast.com, the hub of all our activities. We'll be back very soon, but until then, I've been Andrew Clues and safe motoring.